All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome for another late podcast. <laughs> I think I'm a day late again. You guys don't care, right? I see how you listen to this. It takes some of you weeks to catch up, which is totally fine, by the way. My favorite thing is when people message me about the podcast, and it's from an episode that was five weeks ago, <laughs> and I have no idea what they're talking about. And then I just get a fun little reminder of something ridiculous I said a month ago. Um, we are coming fresh off a of therapy. <laughs> I don't know if this is the time to do a podcast or not. Maybe this is the best time to do it. Usually, I have therapy in the morning, and I don't report record podcasts until late in the day, so I have time in between, but I knew I was late. It's already, my day's already almost gone. We needed to get this done, so I closed out my Zoom therapy appointment and opened up GarageBand, and here we are, back to back. Some would consider this therapy. I don't know if I would. Kind of. Also, I don't know. I don't think my therapist knows I do a podcast. I should probably never tell her that. (laughs) Or maybe it's good. What if I just... No, we should probably never tell the therapist. I can't believe I've never thought about this. (laughs) Um... Maybe I'll bring it up, see what she thinks. She can't, but what if she listens? Have I ever talked about therapy on the podcast before? I don't know if I have. You would think it would have come up by now. Hmm. Well, shout out therapy, big fan. If you're not doing it, you should be. Um, and if you're concerned about paying for therapy, hit me up. I uh, I pay very little for great therapy. There's a program called Open Path. This whole podcast is just going to be about how I started therapy. Um, here, hold on. Let's just talk about it for a second, guys. Um, obviously, I'm not going to give you the name of my therapist. That's insane. But there is a program. I forget what it's called. It's been a while. Um, how did I get? I think it's called Open Path. Let me Google it. Open. Not Open Table. Open Path. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to go to therapy and you can't afford to pay a lot, they let you kind of choose how much you pay. Um. It's be- they ask for between 30 and $60 a session. And if you could only afford 30, you just give them 30 bucks. And it's all done through Open Path Collective. Um, there's like a fee to join, but then it's only one, it's a one-time thing. And then you could pick a therapist and whatever else. So if you were on the edge, that's not the right. If you were, what's the word? On the fence. If you were on the fence about it, or maybe you were just um, worried about having to pay for it. I definitely recommend it. I go twice a month, 60 bucks a month 
for two hour sessions. You could do weekly. You could do whatever you want, but um, it's really great. Mostly just because it's not super expensive. Most therapy is, I mean, look, if you've looked into it, I'm sure you know, but it can be very expensive. So yeah, obviously they need like some financial stuff to see, you know, what you're dealing with. But anyway, (laughs) I just finished therapy and immediately started doing this podcast. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling motivational about how everyone should go to therapy because everybody should go to therapy. I'm sure I've talked about that before. It's so important just to talk to somebody who is just going to listen and give you great advice. Some therapists suck, obviously. There's a chance you might find somebody that you don't like, whatever, but keep looking, keep hunting. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Mental Health Therapy and Zoloft. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Speaking of Nothing. Um, please continue to spread the word, tell your friends, tell your enemies, um, become a monthly supporter. Uh, the link for that is in my Instagram bio, Twitter bio, all that stuff. Um, leave a review if you could. Otherwise, just thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I've got some stuff I want to talk about. First off, oh yeah, we got to do this. I've got some audio we need to get to. Um, of course... I don't have the video pulled up, but give me a second. I'm going to find it. Basically, this guy went before like a, I want to say like a board, but I don't think it was that official. Um, Let me see here. I've got the story. Here we go. Man advocates to rename boneless chicken wings wet tenders. So let's see. I, I, I got to get the right... City council, that's the right word. So this dude went before city council to discuss boneless chicken wings because he's a hero and somebody that should be respected on all sides of the earth. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't do a podcast right after therapy. I feel weird. But anyway, um, this man has a lot of great points. We're going to listen to the audio. I, be, I, I, it's, I forget when did, when did I... I watched the video about a week ago, so I don't remember everything he said. But I do remember him kind of making this point, and again, we'll get into the audio here in a second. He makes this point about how it's important that children know where meat comes from and that the things they're eating have bones. And of course, the whole thing is a little silly and whatever, but I think that's a really interesting point. I think it's so important for kids to know what it is exactly they're eating. I don't think, I definitely didn't think about what it was I was eating when I was younger. And you don't want to like traumatize kids. I'm not saying you need to watch like slaughterhouse videos with your nine-year-old. That's a little intense. Although if that's what you're into, you should do it. But I do think we should be telling our kids what they're eating Especially when most of the time it's in the shape of a chicken nugget, which I'm a big fan of. It's documented on the podcast. But that 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 part of the, you know, that doesn't really click in their brains when they're just eating, you know, a cheeseburger or chicken tenders or what other kind of foods are there? 
I don't know. You get my point. Um, I think it's a really it's a really valid point. I think, especially now with just the way everything's going in this world and how awful the meat industry is, and how terrible these slaughterhouses are, and you know how bad they are for the environment. And if you haven't tried like any of that plant-based, impossible, beyond beef stuff, it's actually really fucking good. And I'm not saying you need to like eat that every day because you definitely shouldn't. It should 100% just be like a treat, you know, once a week maybe. You're probably better off like twice a month. But if you if you if you could, and I think most of us can, you should definitely cut back on the meat, and you should at least be more honest with your children about what it is they're eating. Because, again, I'm sure if you think about it, you didn't realize what it was exactly you were eating when you were a kid. I definitely didn't. Nobody told me anything about it. I do remember eating lamb as a child and also being a fan of that television show Lamb Chop. Was What the fuck was it called? Was it, I think it was called like Lamb Chop's Play Along or something. I think that was it. Well, anyway, I remember eating dinner one night and my dad being like, oh, yeah, we're eating lamb tonight. And I was like, hold on. Lamb as in lamb chop? The little white hand puppet that I love so much? <laughs> that may have been the first time it ever clicked. And I remember like my somebody making jokes about it, that we were like literally eating lamb chop. <laughs> It could have been my dad. It could have been my sister. I don't know. Somebody in my family was making jokes about that. That's That's got to be the first time I think. I, and then even then, it still didn't like fully click, you know? It didn't like completely make sense. But I was like, oh, you know, because it's still like a puppet. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, if we're keeping track at home, so far, I want you all to go to therapy and I want you to eat less meat. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> We're going to play this audio. I think it's like two minutes. Let's pull it up here. And uh, let me just see here. Two minutes. Yeah, let's get into it. Hold on. I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me. Sure. Come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. 
We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. Okay, hold it down. I, I would like to just comment here. For the record, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, can we go through the names that he had again? What, what were some of the names there? I mean, this guy is just a fucking national treasure. I absolutely love this dude. I mean, and again, I know he's like kind of making a joke about all of this, but the, the whole point about explaining to your children what it is exactly they're eating, I think is very important. But hold on, we need to go through. What are some of the names? Buffalo style chicken tenders is good. He's got a great point, by the way, with boneless wings and chicken tenders. I mean, they're the same thing. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them wet tenders, <laughs> of course. Solid name. Hold on, what was the other one? Saucy Nugs. <laughs> saucy Nugs is definitely my favorite. I mean, that's what they are. They're saucy nuggets. <laughs> I am realizing now that we're doing back-to-back -back podcasts where I discuss chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, spicy chicken back-to-back. -back. But that's just because I talk about the things I care about. Therapy. And chicken nuggets. <laughs> this dude rules. Um, I'll share the video. Or I shared the video. It's on my Twitter. I'm going to post it up on my Instagram as well for everybody to watch if you want to check it out that way as well. Or just Google, uh, what was the headline to this story? Nebraska chicken wing guy or something. It'll come up. But either way. I fully support changing the name, um, and I fully support being more open about what it is we're eating because, I mean, look, we're all guilty of it, even as you get older. It's like none of us are going out and fucking slaughtering the food that we're eating. I mean, a lot of the times we don't even go out and get it. Somebody just brings it to our door. So I'm not, I'm guilty of it too. I'm very guilty of it. Um... There's actually a really great, um, I feel like I've definitely talked about, there's this chef, his name is Maddie Matheson, and he had a show on Vice for a very long time uh, called Keep It Canada. Oh, God, sorry. Burping. Um, and there was an episode where he goes to a farm, I believe it's, I don't remember what type of animal it was. It could have been 
lamb, actually. Circling back. Full circle, guys. I don't remember what it was, but basically there's an episode where he goes to this farm. It's His buddy owns it, and the entire, you know, this is Vice, so, like, Vice is, like, very, very just, like, we're going to show you the real shit. So, of course, like, the entire the entire episode was based around the fact that he went to this farm and caught this animal and then took it to like the little butcher shop on the farm and they show you everything. They show you them catching this thing, they show you putting it tying it up, throwing it on the table, they show you sli- literally slitting this thing's throat and s- blood just pouring into a bucket. And it is fucking brutal, but it's worth watching because this is the process that, you know, they have to go through for us to eat all of this food that we're eating. And it's fucking brutal. And, you know, it's obviously different in different places. This guy, he ran this farm and and they used from what it looked like every piece of the animal up until, you know, even to the to the fur on the animal. They show them skinning it and hanging the the fur out to dry so they could you know make a fucking scarf or something but it's all on youtube if you want to check it out go on go on there search maddie matheson keep it canada and uh watch that show it's really great he's a really interesting dude kind of intense but still really good he's also got like nine other youtube cooking shows that are also all really great um i actually recently made a vegan not vegan, vegetarian lasagna based off of a recipe that he has for a lasagna. I replaced the meat with the impossible Beyond Beef stuff. And it was fantastic, by the way. I did kind of fuck up a little bit because it's so it's so tough sometimes to make sure you get every little piece of the uh the pasta for the lasagna. Because if, if all that doesn't cook, it just gets real crispy. It's brutal. Anyway, shout out to that dude. Shout out boneless chicken wings and therapy and whatever the fuck else I talked about. What was the other thing I talked about? Eating? Talking about meat? I don't fucking know. <laughs> My brain is fried. This is what I was think. I thought this was going to be a... I wasn't sure if I should <laughs> do a podcast after already talking for an hour, but it needed to be done. So we're going to we're going to push through. Um, speaking of therapy and doctors, I got to give a shout out to my primary doctor. We're not going to use names. I'm not trying to slander anybody, but fuck that guy. And let me tell you why. I have essentially been going to the same primary care doctor since I'm like 15 years old. Uh, He was my dad's doctor and was recommended, obviously, from my dad. And, you know, I was just a kid. So I was like, all right, whatever, you know, my this is who my dad says to go see. So this is my doctor now. And he was a good dude. Obviously knew some family history by working with my dad for years before. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked him. He was he was a really nice guy. Uh, would really sit there and, and talk with you. Wasn't just like, you know, nuts and bolts kind of thing. You know, he would sit and listen and, and ask you things. And he knew what I did. And he would always ask me about work. He would ask me about school. He would ask me about whatever. He was just, a, he was a really good dude. 
and you know he wasn't perfect i definitely think he'd made some mistakes um not necessarily diagnosing things but how he kind of treated some stuff but you know maybe it's a little bit of my fault too maybe i should have had you know second opinions or whatever but he was a good dude and he knew my history and he knew you know who i was and and we we had a decent relationship and i had continued to go to him from about 15 up until about 3 years ago um of course i've been very lucky i don't really need to go to the doctor that much um i also haven't had health insurance since the 1990s so I just didn't go that often. If I did, obviously, I had to pay out of pocket. So it was very, you know, specific things that I would go for. But I really didn't have to go. I'm very lucky. I've been very healthy. But I would still go every once in a while just to, you know, check in, whatever. Well, it's been a couple of years. And I figured, you know what? He offers the telehealth visits. And it's been a while. And I should probably check in and see what's going on. So I called his office and the first thing is they answer the phone all weird. And I immediately am just like, ah, shit, I called the wrong number. What did I do? You know, I just like Googled his office and just clicked on whatever number came up. But it turns out it was his office. They just got bought out by another company. So immediately red fucking flag. You know, it was the same company for, I don't know how long, a very long time. And I don't know, I guess the guy that owned it or ran it retired and he sold it or they went broke. I don't fucking know. But they sold the company to this other or they sold the office to another company. And this company is now in charge and they fucking suck. First of all, the woman on the phone was so rude, was just like so rude. It it felt like she was like on the phone with me, but like, and whatever, maybe she was busy. I don't know. She just didn't come off great. She didn't really, she kept having to, to ask me to repeat myself. Like she, like she was, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. What, what it like? She was just like, she seemed preoccupied while on the phone with me. So that was kind of a bummer. And then I go, okay, well, <clears throat> here's my deal. I haven't seen Turner in a while. I know even before they got bought out, I knew it was like, you got to kind of see him every once in a while. Otherwise you become, you know, he doesn't take new patients. You become a new patient. It's a whole thing. So I go, hey, it's been a while. I need to check in, make an appointment with Dr. Turner. They take my info and she's like, okay, it's been, I forget what it was. She said it was like, she said it in months or whatever. So it's been a while. I don't think it's been, I don't think it was three years. It could have been close to three years. I don't know. It's been a while. So she goes, oh, well, it's been this certain amount of time. So technically you're a new patient. Um, and that means we have to have like a consultation visit or whatever bullshit she said i don't know so i go okay fine yeah whatever that's i get it whatever and then she goes okay well i need your insurance and shout out to the good old-fashioned usa god bless america i don't have fucking health insurance so um she goes "Ooh, oh boy oh boy oh no oh no oh no and i'm just you know what is it? Just tell me, lady. What What's going on? Oh, no. Okay. Um, well, see, here's the thing. So, and this is what I just don't get. She goes, okay, well, so technically, 
the fact that you don't have insurance means that the doctor can't see you. And I go, well, he, I just pay out of pocket. He's always taking me out of pocket. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to take out of pocket, but now we run this shit. We're in charge. He does what we say. And what we say is he doesn't take new patients that don't have insurance. So go fuck yourself. So basically, I went from being a patient of over 15 years to becoming a new patient because I haven't been around in a while, fine, to becoming some fucking stranger that he can't even talk to anymore. That's what's so fucked up, too, is it's like you can't even talk to the doctor. Like, I even told her, I was like, well, can he make an exception? Like, I've been seeing him, you know, for most of my life at this point, half of my life. Maybe he could make an exception, maybe whatever. She goes, nah, it's not up to him. And okay, fine. We've all got rules. We got to stick to our guns. Fine. Of course, this just makes me realize how fucked up this entire healthcare system is. He's not taking new patients who don't have insurance. So I need to see the doctor. And I have the money. I could fucking pull out that whatever they want. It was like 120 bucks or something to see him. I'm going to give you $120 to see my doctor for probably 20 minutes. And just because I don't have health insurance, they'd rather just not see me. How fucked up is that? So fucked up. So here's the deal. I got to find this guy. (laughs) I need to, he's got to have a fucking Facebook or something, right? I don't want to be mean. I don't want to tell him to go fuck himself. But I just want to be like, dude, what fucking happened, man? And maybe he just doesn't give a shit. He seemed like he cared. There were times where he would talk to me about his bullshit. This is how close we fucking got. There was a time where I went and saw him and I was telling him about a situation I was dealing with with my family. And look, I'm not saying he like sat me down and was like, Rob, I need, I really need to get this off my chest. He was, he was clearly just trying to show compassion and, and explain that like I'm also going through hard times and like I could relate. But still... He told me a story about, and I guess I could, I could share this, right? Does it fucking matter? I've never said anyone's name. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He told me a story about how he struggles to have a relationship with somebody in his family. I'm still going to be a little vague. (laughs) I feel bad, but he was struggling with a relationship with somebody in his family and they wanted to see him or spend time with him or, or do a thing with him. And he wasn't able to do that thing at that time with them because he had prior engagements at school for his children. And that person like showed up at the school because they didn't believe him and like didn't think he'd be there. And it was like all this drama and fucking crazy bullshit. And he's like sitting there like telling me about this, like not breaking down, but just being like, yeah, this is like I could tell he was like frustrated. So I tell you that just because, again, I felt like we had like a good relationship and I thought the dude fucking cared a little bit. But the second and whatever I know, you got to fucking pay your bills. 
Granted, I'm sure he's fucking doesn't have an issue paying his bills because he is a doctor and has been one for a very long time. But still, I get it. Whatever. He's got a family. The the practice, he didn't own the practice. He worked for the practice for some other dude. They sold their shit. He still works with them. Fine. But dude, like have some fucking... I mean, respect for your patience. The fact that he just was like, fuck it. Anybody who doesn't come see me within this time period and doesn't have insurance can just go screw. Go fucking find another doctor. There's a million other ones. And I'm sure for some of those people it was fine because they probably were new patients or didn't see him that long or whatever. But I had a relationship with this dude. He understood things that I had been through. He knew my history. Now I got to find some new fucking doctor that doesn't know shit about me and I got to tell him all my bullshit and hope he doesn't fucking suck. So anyway, I got ghosted by my doctor. (laughs) He fucking ghosted me and it's over. And uh, I texted a couple of friends, some people that I trust, that I respect, that are smart individuals gave me some information on their primary doctor, so it's not the end of the world. I'm lucky enough to where I, I have people I trust and, and believe they're smart enough to have a good doctor, and I'll just go to see one of their doctors. And I don't even really need to go to the doctor. I just figured it was time to like at least check in or whatever. So, I don't know. The whole thing's so fucked up. Why, what, I know there's like apps and stuff, I got to look. Maybe there's like an app for Arizona. I know L.A., New York. There's a bunch of cities that have these like apps where you could just like pay for a doctor to come to your fucking house and see you. When you pay to go to the doctor's office, you're paying everyone's fucking bills, your bills. You know what I mean? Paying everyone's paycheck. The reason it costs so much is because you're not paying to see just the doctor. You're paying to see the fucking nurse. You're paying the fucking front desk woman. You're paying the fucking guy who cleans the toilets. If you just pay to see a doctor and they just like cut out that middleman, it's cheaper. So I'm going to look into that as well. Also, telehealth. Like, I just want to talk to a doctor and be like, this is the stuff that's going on. That's This is how I feel, these things. Like, what do you think? And I'm sure everything will be fine, but it's just frustrating. I just want to move to another country that has better health care. That at least pretends if they don't care, they at least pretend to care about your health and how you get it and whatever. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Okay. (laughs) One more thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was just kind of interesting, and then we'll get out of here, was um, the man... The myth, the legend, Dr. Dre. If you're a hip-hop fan, you definitely know Dr. Dre. He recently got divorced. And, of course, you know, the internet gets all the details. And they kind of posted some information about his divorce. And I thought one thing was really interesting. First of all, the wife is demanding $2 million dollars. A month. His wife wants two mil a month. 
Now, how much is Dr. Dre worth? Let's just Google that. Dr. Dre net worth. Now, I don't know if these are ever that accurate, but they got to be kind of accurate. So the internet is telling me he is possibly worth $800 million. Now, I'm not going to do the math here and figure out $2 million a month. Now, I don't think she was asking for it forever, but there was like a period, I think, where she was like, I need $2 million a month. Which, of course, is insane. The best part is that they got like the breakdown of what it is exactly she wanted it for. And that's just what I wanted to go through really quick, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Um, I saved the... Okay, here we go. Dr. Dre's ex-wife on why she wants $2 million a month for temporary spousal support. Okay, so I'll give her the, the break right there. Temporary, fine. This isn't forever, but just for a little while, I'd like $2 million a month. $2 million? What the fuck? Okay. Here's the breakdown. Oh, I'm sorry. She didn't want $2 million. She wanted $1,936,399. Okay, magic of the podcast. I just had to pause. Arnold was freaking the fuck out, but we're back. All right, so she wanted just under $2 million. This is the breakdown. Laundry and cleaning, $10,000 a month. Laundry and cleaning, 10 Gs. I'm sorry. I get it. You probably have a giant fucking house, but laundry and cleaning is 10 grand? What the fuck? That is just the beginning, my friends. Clothing. Oh my gosh. Just a mat. Just guess in your head right now. I'm going to let you guess. How much do you think she wants a month for clothing? I think they have kids, so maybe she's counting her and her children, but just guess. I'll hold. $135,000 a month for clothing. Clothing? She's clearly not shopping at Target for clothes like I am. Uh, education, tuition, and living expenses, 60 Gs a month. Education? What, she can't fucking take a Rosetta Stone class? What? Her kids got private tutors? 60 Gs? Okay. This is my favorite one. Entertainment. Entertainment. So what? You figure like, oh, Netflix, right? Maybe you go see a show. Um, I don't know. What's entertainment? Hunting man for sport. $900,000 a month on entertainment. What does that mean? What costs $900,000 a month that's going to entertain you? Are you fucking forcing homeless people to fight in cages? What is happening? Also, there's no way two homeless guys fighting in a cage is $900,000. Sacrificing people, maybe? How much does it cost to sacrifice someone? <laughs> Okay, and then we go charitable contributions, 125000 a month. The only thing I support. She wants to donate $125,000 a month to charity. 
Fuck yeah. Hey, why don't you cut that entertainment budget and put that towards charity? Again, I'm not trying to shit on her for wanting to donate 125 grand a month to charity, but maybe cut out some of that entertainment bullshit. Maybe charge five grand a month for laundry and cleaning. Maybe take most of the two million and donate it. Then, of course, mortgage is 100 grand a month. Their mortgage is 100 grand a month. Their mortgage is what some people will never make in their lifetime a month. And then telephone, cell phone, email, 20000 a month. Where do I even fucking start? First of all, telephone and cell phone? You got a fucking landline? And it costs you up to twenty grand a month? What the fuck is going on with your landline? You got to get rid of that shit. You got a bundle. Okay, cell phone, fine. You got the, you got to get the, new, the latest iPhone, whatever. I get it. 20 grand? No. And then email? What kind of fucking rich person? <laughs> oh, boy. This is where the podcast needs to end. When I start slurring words. What email account, what rich people bullshit email do you have that's going to equate to 20 grand a month? I don't know how much you guys pay for your cell phone bill, but it's not 20 grand and email's free. You mean your fucking internet? Does she just think email is internet? You guys know those celebrities, they're just like us paying 20 grand a month to send an email. Anyway, <laughs> I just saw that and it just fucking blew my mind. I just, I, it had to be brought up on the podcast. Um, but I think we're done here. I think we're done. Um, before we go, of course, we need to thank our sponsor, Paradise Adult Boutique. Uh, make sure you check them out at 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. They are open seven days a week. New hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. No mask, no entry. So make sure you got your mask on, make sure you're being responsible, and make sure you're supporting the people that support the podcast. Follow them on Twitter at ParadiseAdultAZ for giveaways. And again, look, if you're like me, you're stuck at home and you want to keep things interestante, go to Paradise Adult Boutique. Pick yourself something, pick up something for yourself, pick up something for your... Oh, I almost said lover. <laughs> Gross. Pick something up for your significant other or lover <laughs> and support the people that support the podcast. I mean, look, again, we're just stuck at home. Make it entertaining. Get something that will satisfy you and the people you care about. Uh, again, 130 West Osborne Road in Phoenix. Open seven days a week. Wear your mask. And go check out Paradise Adult Boutique. And thank you, Paradise Adult Boutique, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, I got some big news coming uh, probably next week. And I also just realized this is episode 52. I think this is episode 52. Holy shit. I know I talked about it on the last episode, but I forgot. Hold on. Let me see here. Um, how do I check? I'm pretty sure this is, this is it. This is one full year of the, the new, I mean, what the fuck? Where does the time go? Uh, 
Um, Judy will back, be back on the podcast very soon, by the way. I've gotten requests for Judy. She is also hitting me up. She's got conspiracy theories on why I haven't invited her back that we'll have to get into when she comes back on the podcast. She's just, she's just something else. Yeah, this is episode 52. Holy shit. Right? There's 52 weeks in a year, I think. Anyway, we'll celebrate the year of the podcast next episode with Judy. We'll get her back on. We'll discuss, again, her conspiracy theories on why she hasn't been on in a while. Uh, She's getting ready to make a big move, so we'll discuss that. And then also next week, I will have some pretty big news that I would like to discuss. So we'll get into that as well. But thank you guys for listening. Please, again, review, five star, whatever the fuck you do. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. When I was a young boy, my mama said to me, there's only one girl in this world for you, and she probably lives in Tahiti. I go the whole world, I go the whole world, just to find her. She's in the Bahamas Where the Caribbean sea is blue Weeping in the tropical moonlit night Because nobody's talking about you I got the heart